and off and running from News Radio 570 WKBN in Ronford. We are live from Stadium GM. I'll be out here tonight till 7 o'clock. And it's uh, time now for the legal show on News Radio 570 WKBN. And so we welcome to uh, microphone number two tonight so when it comes to domestic issues, child supports, divorce, custody. He is certainly one of the best that the, that they made. All around good guy. Let's just start with that. All around a superhuman <laughs> being. Let's start with that. And uh, well, thank and, you. A, thank and you. a skilled and a skilled attorney. It's Mark DeVecchio from the ter- from the firm Beatrice Cop and Harshman. Mark, it, welcome. Thank you, Ron. He's in the first chair. I'm in the captain's in chair today. To correct you. Well, good. Well, if anyone belongs there, it would <laughs> it, 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 it would be you, Mark. It would thank be you. you. Thank you. I mean, so that's. Uh, that's a that's a good that's fits a good thing. in that chair very well. Yeah, I'm pressing all the buttons and I'm I'm look, playing with your computer here. There's a lot of fun toys in this. It seat. looks it looks like the cockpit of a of, <laughs> a, of right. a fine airplane, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, and that's what makes it a great thing. All right, and now describe. Uh, I introduced you, of course, and, and so if you have any questions about child support, divorce, or custody, seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. After your lines open, uh, child support, custody issues, going to get rid of somebody seven. Two nine ninety nine seventy seven. Now, uh, if you look to your left, Attorney DeVecchio, please describe yes. the gentleman that is there from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. The dashing attorney, Carl Moses, is sporting a uh, multicolored sport coat with a dark blue button-down dress shirt, a black and red polka dot tie, and, of course, as always, the red handkerchief. Hello. Uh, looking very good. That is Attorney Carl Moses. Looking uh, attorney- dapper. Yes, Thank Attorney you. Moses is a litigator for the firm. That means uh, he does uh, he does all kinds of stuff. You know, whether it's auto accidents, whether it's medical malpractice, whether it's dog bites, uh, uh, any of that kind of stuff, right, Moses? You're a litigator. Yes, yes. injury and accident type work mainly. Right. Yes. And uh, what does that term mean when I say litigator? You know, when I say litigator, it, to, to me it means the guy that okay, do we settle this or do we take it to a jury? You know, you you litigate it. You go in front of the jury and walk back and forth and state the case, right, Moses? Litigation actually means uh, going to court in regard to a lawsuit. On the other hand, uh, in this day and age, many cases are resolved or settled. But it's still part of the whole process of litigation. Many times you start a case uh, by filing the lawsuit, especially if there's a statute of limitations problem, and you could end up uh, actually settling the case uh, as far as just before it goes to the jury. I mean, there there have been cases. uh, uh, I was involved in a case where we settled uh, just before the jury got the case to deliberate and so it can be settled any time and many cases are settled all right so that's what people need to know and uh, that's that that's how it goes so you know any legal questions that you have we can take on all commerce moses is licensed in pennsylvania the keystone state and to devecchio in a great state of uh, ohio so we cover all the legal stuff uh, i was uh, happy to see uh, attorney devecchio that uh, have you seen this class action suit that uh uh, uh, Attorney Mark Dan has filed uh, for the uh, speeding tickets in Girard and how that is growing. Yes, I did notice that. I did uh, read briefly on it, but I didn't look into it with any detail. Right, but I mean, it is just, it has taken off like wildfire with people that's, uh, that are becoming part of the class, if you I'm will. I'm sure we have a lot of happy callers. 
Well, well, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, happy listeners. I, I apologize. Yeah, a lot of calls on that ca- on the speed cameras. And and there should be. I mean, a lot of people are saying, "Listen, well, I got a ticket, and you took my money, and I uh, was given it unjustly because it was." Was sixty five, not fifty five, and now you won't give me my money back. To right. me, that's ste- that, to me that's stealing. I agree. So I, I, I would love to see this class action case uh, go forward, and I'm glad to see more and more people join that got tickets during that particular time. So it, it, at those days and times when we all hate attorneys, you know, when uh, when people hate attorneys, right. it's usually the case till they need one. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, once absolutely. they need one, definitely. Then, and there's an it, example, uh, Ron of litigation he filed a class action suit and i would guess that that case will settle because it just seems so unfair not to reimburse those people so i have a feeling it's going to settle boy the lines are lighting up here we have calls on on the first four or five lines here should we go to well well that's up to dave our executive producer so david uh, are you prepared to start taking calls all right let's uh, begin dave go ahead we have Paul on line one. All right, Paul, go ahead. News Radio 570 WKBN. You're on the air. Boy, I tell you, Devecchio, it didn't take you long to sit in that chair and to take a commanding Absolute. presence. Absolutely. I, I guided him to that chair. I saw uh, my opening, and I just I went for it. Uh, thank you. All right, go ahead, Paul, with your comments. I have a question. Myself and two other gentlemen own a commercial building in Trumbull County, and we each you know, are supposed to pay our third of the note. And one of the gentlemen has stopped paying his portion and actually don't, I actually don't even know where he's at now. I believe he moved to Columbus. Is there a way or is there somehow to put him on notice? Well, first, let me ask you, do you have a contract relative to the ownership of that commercial property? Do you have, did you form an LLC? Do you have a partnership? How three of us are on the, are on the LLC as well as the bank note. And do you have a written agreement relative to how you pay the debts of the LLC? Yes. And does it provide that you each pay a third? Yes. Yeah, it was all divided um, equally by a third. Well, then you put him on notice that he's in breach of his contract and that if he doesn't remedy the situation, you're going to be filing a breach of contract lawsuit. And let me ask you. Let me ask you a couple questions on this guy's behalf. In the meantime, what do you recommend he does if if they're paying their third? Uh, should they also pay his third? Yeah, listen. In so c- it doesn't go into foreclosure. In, or d- in civil litigation, and I think the Attorney Moses will back this up. You have a duty to mitigate damages. So if you stop paying entirely on your mortgage and they foreclose, you're going to have excessive damages above and beyond just the failure to pay one third of the of the mortgage note. So. I would advise the other two partners to pay his share. Make sure you keep track of it. Make sure you record it because that's going to be the evidence that you produce in the breach of contract lawsuit. Let me ask the call of this, Paul. Let me ask you a question: Do you yeah. did do all three of you know each other pretty good? I mean, why did one person stop paying? Or basically, uh, we, well, we knew each other for a while, but we all were involved in a business together, and it's the business kind of went sour, and there was some uh, bad blood between. There's good blood still between two of us, and the one that's kind of left. Uh, there were some things that he did as far as with the business that uh, didn't sell, sit well, and Paul, there were me, some other other issues involved. Let me ask you, Paul: Does this commercial building and the business does it generate revenues? Is it is it a good well, investment? We, did, we had our business in there when we all left, and we we do have a renter in there. 
but there is a difference between what the monthly rent is and what the bank note is. So that's the third of what you know. We take that amount and divide it by three. Yeah, you you might give him if you might have somebody that's interested in buying into your uh, your LLC. You might put him on notice or give him an opportunity to drop out, replace him, amend the articles of your LLC, and take on a new partner. Uh, go after him for the damages. But you don't want you don't want to lose the building because he's no. not paying his third no. or something like that. Let me ask you this, Paul: Have you ever thought of maybe a fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't thought of that. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just uh, that's why I just, asked to I mean, see if it was making money. The ultimate the ultimate plan is the renter that's in there now did sign a two year lease, and the second year will start next month. So 2000 May of 2019. Um, they have interest in purchasing the building. So that would potentially solve a lot of issues. But it's just within the next year, we just have to make sure everything is paid up. Well, I would advise you to file the lawsuit and get a judgment and preserve the judgment. So if he doesn't pay, you have a judgment. Once the building is sold, you could take his portion of the money that he owes out of his portion of the proceeds from the sale of the business. And I'm kind of sorry. Okay. I, I tell you, on behalf of all three of you guys, I mean, it's not often you hear of a gentleman's club not making it, and I'm sorry yours <laughs> didn't make it, Paul. Thank you for your call. And, Paul, make a note of what Ron Verb said about the fire, just in case. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and if it is a gentleman's club, make sure Ron has the address. Right, exactly right. And a front row table. Right. All right, uh, Next call, please. News Radio five seventy W Q. Ryan on line two. All right, Ryan, your comments yes. for these uh, esquires here. I got a question. Uh, it's kind of complicated to me, but it might not be bad for you guys. I just recently filed a Chapter thirteen, um, and I included my. I have some arrearages for child support. My kids are in their twenties, and I owe about six or seven thousand, and it's done. So I had my meeting with the trustee or my date with the trustee last couple weeks ago, and we signed all the papers, and she said, you know, we're going to, the bankruptcy is going to take care of your child support from now on. So my employer got the notice from bankruptcy court to, to with, with, withhold my you know, money for the Chapter 13, and then last week, I've recently switched uh, employers, I got a, they sent the child support withholding. So I called my lawyer, I said, I thought that, you know, it's like they're double dipping. They said that, that Chapter 13 was going to pay my child support and now i'm getting an order from the actual child state child support court to say to pay their child support when it's supposed to be coming out of the chapter 13 kind of understand what i'm getting at here well, you changed employers is that what you're saying well I, I i've recently switched jobs but i'm filed a chapter 13 and i've included my child support in that the arrearages in that chapter 13 and that was supposed to come to be a part of that payment for my chapter 13 payment well when you say so, are you, do you mean you have assets in the in the Chapter 13 proceeding that is being managed yes. by the trustee? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, my child support, the money that I, the arrearages, is went into that Chapter 13. Right, child child support can never be discharged through a bankruptcy action. So no, I, I know I don't want to discharge. I know, I, that part I get, but what I don't get is the 182 bucks a week that's coming out for the bankruptcy payment. Okay. That part part of that is supposed to be dispersed to child support. Because there's certain places that get 100 percent of their money, and certain you know places that will get 10 or 20 or 30 percent. So the child support payment should be coming out of right. that 182 per week. 
Here's now what I- they've got they've got an order from the child support court to pay the actual child support through the state. Occasionally, the Child Support Enforcement Agency from whatever county where the order stems from will do an an administrative review. They will review your child support. If someone petitions or calls them and asks for a child support review or asks for a manual audit, the child support will take action on their own and initiate an administrative proceeding, and they may not have notice of your bankruptcy, so I'd call them and let them know that there's a Chapter 13 that you're paying it through. Uh, uh, one quick comment. Let me ask you this. You made an important yeah. thing. He, uh, listen, caller. His child support it cannot be done away with. He's still going to have to pay what he owes, even though he's declared yeah. Chapter 13. Uh, hang on, hang on. Just uh, right, just hang on a minute. I'm going to come back and clear that up, and then we'll take more calls. Just bear with me, sir. Back with Moses and DeVecchio. All right, let me tell you about the good folks at the Lynx at Firestone Farms and what they have for you as far as a Sunday brunch is considered. First of all, you're going to find about 105 St. Andrews right there in Columbiana, and that's where you find the Lynx at Firestone Farm. They have a Sunday brunch that is absolutely second to none is what I want to tell you about, and it's an all-you-can-eat Sunday brunch, and I encourage you to go down there because, quite frankly, I was down there with my family, and we enjoyed it uh, tremendously, and I think you will as well i mean and it's and it's truly a, a great brunch you can get uh you know eat uh, breakfast food you can get into the lunch food it is always always very 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 cool and uh let me read you some of the reviews as far as the links goes i mean some of them are just absolutely amazing and it doesn't surprise me at all the sunday brunch is fantastic so much food and very good too lots of desserts uh, 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 let's see. Overlooks a golf course, so the atmosphere is great. They also have uh, other uh, other uh, things besides breakfast food. You know that you're doing that you're looking at there. Uh, let's see. Uh, this guy was talking about the Easter buffet that he was talking about. Keep in mind, Mother's Day is coming up, and a selection of meats, uh, salads, desserts was good. Food was warm. Uh, absolutely outstanding, the guy says. So there, I mean, if this is all as far as the reviews, what other people had to say about the links at Firestone Farms and the Sunday brunch. Uh, and go on down and pay it a visit. You will truly like it. It's right there on Andrews in Columbiana and take advantage of the Sunday brunch at the links at Firestone Farms. News Radio 570, come in. What I'm trying to ask this gentleman is, and the point I'm trying to make, and just bear with me for a second here, guys. Mark said something, and you and you understand. I call her your chapter thirteen. Doesn't mean you can walk away from your child support money. Yeah, That's yeah. just okay. Exactly. And you're and, 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 and okay. And and, and, and you're Double saying what? Why are they taking it out of my check as well as it's supposed to come out of the money I pay to wherever the chapter thirteen? Mark. Yes. Uh, child support payments are a priority payment. So they always take any kind of uh, domestic relation support obligations take precedence over any other obligation. What yeah. I would suppose happened is the child support agency issued an administrative order. The order was signed uh-huh. by a judge. It was sent to your employer and they started withholding. Attorney Moses had an interesting question. You said that it was $182 a month you were paying? A week. A week. Okay. And what is your arrearage? Your child support Uh, arrearage? Six thousand. The one eighty-two a week is my bankruptcy payment. Uh, Uh, My child. My my child support's only seventy-five a week, but that part of that one eighty-two, they're supposed to disperse. You know that weekly to all my creditors and. 
child support was one of the creditors we listed in the Chapter 13. And you have you have a, a bankruptcy lawyer, correct? Yeah, and they, I guess they've, they've been trying to... They said that federal always trumps the state, and it takes forever, something about it takes forever for the child support agency to send whatever they have to yeah. send in to stop it. Well, and my, that my... they'll just cut me a check, the state will, for the, the extra money that they've taken since they're taking it out of my bankruptcy and taking it out of the state... My, my question, Ryan, what, what did your lawyer advise you? I'm not a bankruptcy expert, but don't yeah. Chapter 13 debts have to be paid off in a certain number of years under your bankruptcy plan, like three to five, five years. years? Five years. Okay. Yep. And the plan is you're going to be able to pay off this child support in the five-year period? Oh, yeah. It'll be paid off with probably within that five years. There's, I mean, there's other bills that I kind of, cons- whatever you want to call it, consolidate in into that list of creditors for the Chapter 13. There's Typically, other stuff that's all went into it. Okay, well, you could sh- you should call the child support agency that issued the administrative order, inform them that they're, you're paying through your bankruptcy, inform them that child support is being withheld on your arrearage order. You could send them notice or verification of your, your bankruptcy schedule as to what's being paid. If they refuse yeah. to do it, then either you retain a lawyer to file a motion for clarification or to terminate or suspend the child support um, withholding, or you could file okay. it pro se, do it yourself. And one other, uh, one, just one other, one other point that I wanted to you to address with him, Mark, is if he has a tax return where he's going to be getting money back, just as an example. They would automatically take that. It doesn't matter what he's filed. That automatically goes to child oh, yeah, support. That, Is that not correct? That always. Yeah, always. As I indicated. I got one last question it, after we're done with this. Uh, just a yes or no, but I'm sorry I interrupted. Go well, ahead. no, I was just going to say that domestic relations support orders are always a priority order. And public policy requires that... You know, we pay our support for our children and our spouses and whatever domestic relations court issues. So yeah, those debts correct. are, are non-dischargeable. Uh, so what were you going to ask? Uh, this is totally off subject. I got a uh, camera speeding ticket in East Liverpool. I work down in Steubenville now. And I got it in the mail like a week ago. And I, I put it on Facebook. I was upset. And I had a lot of comments from friends and friends of friends that said they've gotten them in Cleveland or here or there. And they've... A couple of them said, I never paid them. And one guy said, they can't do nothing to you and this and that and the other thing. If you don't pay it, I mean, what happens? I guess let, me, uh, hang, let, me, let me just respond to him and then you can go. I had a guy who called me that was uh, a lawyer, not, not either one of these guys, who said, and you do what you want. He said he got four of them. He says he doesn't pay any of them. Here's what happens. Uh, they, they, they send it. They up it to 125. They up it to 150. Then he, then he yeah. said he didn't pay it. Then a collection agency called. He said, I'm not paying this ticket. And nothing happens. Yeah. They never turn it over to the credit reporting agency. That's all. It, it's all BS, and he says he doesn't pay any of them. If you feel that you want to take, yeah, uh, you're rolling the yeah. dice. You roll the Check dice there. On the stub where it says to pay, it doesn't even have the township. It says it's a camera company who's paying. Yeah, not even yeah, they, with, like the, the city, the or city police department. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah, and then they dole it out. Uh, a lot of people don't pay them, and uh, see what happens. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's a civil violation. It's a non-moving violation. So it's not. It's no points. It doesn't go on your record. It's up to the collecting agency to pursue you, and you know it can or it may yeah. not appear on your credit rating if you just blow it off. So yeah. you know that, that you roll the dice. Seven. They, they, yeah. They're everywhere on Route Seven in right. East Liverpool, West 
down here yeah. in the, on the Ohio River. There, I've seen them fucking one to the street sign. The you know what? I'm I'm I, I, I'm to the point where it's like take a chance and don't pay it because I, I from what the emails I get. Well, you yeah, know what? Them a penny. The the emails I get so. basically say it never goes to the credit agency. They don't even deal with it. And you they know, don't what? even take it to that. Ryan, what are you worried about? You filed a Chapter Thirteen anyway, so you know your your credit's not going to be yeah, pristine. This was, man, my credit's going to be horrible. I just don't want to get, like, a warrant out and lose my license. No, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's not good. Right, I appreciate the time, guys. All right. Good luck, Thanks. Ryan. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, and if I was in it. bankruptcy court, I wouldn't pay that. What are you worried about? I don't care about my credit at that point, you know? I was I was just going to give him Moses' his number because he's going to need a litigator. <laughs> <when> you, <laughs> you set that one up, didn't you? Right, right. I was just going to say, don't worry about a thing. But here you might want to put on your speed dial, attorney Moses' his number. I, I, I keep it right here on my phone. I'll tell you that That's much right. right now. You know, I, I have Moses' cell phone number right here directly oh. to his belt. And, and, and where I say, help. <laughs> All right, News Radio 570 WK. Dave, should we take another call? Are we going to pause for our headlines? And then we'll come back with more. I'm live at Stadium GM. I'm in the heart of Salem. Guys, you know, this is a great dealership out here. i got to tell both of you this. You know, I'm in Salem, and we got a beautiful day with the sun shining here. But you won't see a bigger selection of cars anywhere than we have right here. But the difference at this dealership is how you're treated. I don't care if it's from the sales floor that we have here to the financing that we have here to the office staff to the guys back in our service departments. There's a reason why generation after generation comes to Stadium GM. There's a reason why my wife bought her car here and my daughter bought her car here. They know how to treat you. They treat you fairly. Zero down delivers every day. Stadium This is the Ron Verb Show on News Radio 570 WKBN. Hey, it's Ron Verb on News Radio 570 WKBN. Nice to be with you. We're live at Stadium GM today. It's 536, and we are with Attorney Moses and DeVecchio. Let's take some more calls, David. 729-9977. Next call, Mark. Rich on line one has been holding the longest. Hello there. Did we talk to him already? We might have. I don't know that we have. We lost Becky. She was on She was on for a while. Rich is the next longest that's been holding. Okay. The next caller. Is a caller there on line one? Hello. Hello? Yes. A question for you about um, uh, whose job is it is it through the de- police department, the uh, attorneys, or who is it that uh, uh, to get evidence in a crime? Okay, that's a good question. To get uh, evidence, to get, to get evidence. Okay. Yes, if it's a criminal case, then the state has the duty to prove that the defendant is guilty. So it would be up to law enforcement that the charging agency who arrested the man and is pressing the, the charges that would represent the state. And they, it would be their job to get the evidence. If it's a civil case, for instance, in my area of the law, I'll tell you about mine and then Carl will tell you about his. When it's a divorce or a child support hearing or a custody hearing and I have information that I want to produce to the court that would be favorable to my client, that's information that I have to get, that the lawyer has to get. So depending on the type of case, and Carl does the personal injury and medical malpractice. So what did- And as an example in that area, the personal injury area, let's say there's an auto accident and the police uh, commonly investigate auto accidents and write a report. And so that can be useful in the case, even though it's not technically evidence unless the officer testifies uh, to what he put in the report. But it's certainly guidance as to um, who is negligent or not negligent in the, in the accident case. 
Now, mm-hmm. what, what Mark is talking about and what I'm talking about essentially is burden of proof. And in a criminal case, the burden of proof rests on the state or the police, and that has to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. So if you were to visualize a scale, for example, and visualize the scale on an even keel where both sides are on the same level, uh, for the state to prove a criminal case beyond a reasonable doubt, that portion of the scale that represents the state's evidence has to tip substantially in favor of the state. In a civil case, the scale that uh, is on the side of the injured uh, person who's not at fault only has to tip slightly over the even uh, mark in order to prove the case uh, that is the burden of proof. Does that does that help you as far as uh, your well, question? This, this is a rape case. My 14-year-old daughter got raped by a 24-year-old, impregnated, and I went to the police about it after going to CSD. They told me to go to the police, file me for it, and I did. Now, they I, they said I have to go see the, the uh, attorney. I talked to him. The prosecutor. And, and they he t- told me that he was not going to take this to the judge to sign off of it to get DNA evidence to prove that this guy did it. Well, it's, I might say that uh, the prosecutor, and you're referring to the attorney, which I believe would be the prosecutor, uh, he has a certain amount of discretion as to whether he feels that there's enough evidence to go forward with the case, such as getting DNA, et cetera. Yeah, my problem is he didn't even attempt to get evidence that this guy did it. Now, I know in Pennsylvania, for example, if the district attorney refuses to uh, undertake the case, an individual, a private individual like yourself, could file a private criminal complaint, and then if the DA refuses it at that point, it can be appealed to the uh, judge. And so that that might be something that you have to consider. Mm-hmm. Caller, caller, something here doesn't add up, and, I, and I'm not picking on you. Is this in Ohio or in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Ohio. All right. I mean, something isn't adding up. If if if, Actually, if, if, if your daughter was raped and uh, you you went down and s- said to the police and and uh, something, what am I missing here, Mark? Something well, doesn't seem right. Ron, to be honest with you, I would have that same concern, but I, I recently read an article in the Cleveland Plain Dealer uh, that they're having some problems in Cleveland prosecuting cases alleging sexual misconduct. So uh, the, the, the Rich's call may not be all that uncommon. It's not as shocking as you may believe. Uh, the, the prosecutor, they have the right to, to file what charges they believe they could prove. And they weigh the evidence, they take a look, and they determine if there's enough there to convict. If they don't believe there's enough to convict, then they're not going to indict this person, and they're not going to pursue charges against them. Well, I could certainly understand this guy's anger, then. Absolutely. Where my daughter... I mean, your recourse, it's not out of the question to to sue him civilly, and, and then 
try to get damages out of them, try to try to be, try to get some money out of them. As we indicated earlier, the burden of proof in a criminal case, remember, it's by beyond a reasonable doubt. So the jury mm-hmm. cannot have any doubt that this guy is guilty in order to convict him. In a civil case, it's by a preponderance of the evidence, which means you just need 51% in your favor as opposed to 49. Here's my question to you, caller. Did she know this person? Oh, yeah, she did. Okay, and, and is she claiming she was raped, or was it consensual? Do we know? She was, four, well, she was 14, he was 24. Yeah, yeah I think there's okay, statutory yeah. factors that would, that's it doesn't matter if it's consensual. Yeah, it makes me wonder about the whole scenario there, right? I don't understand. She may be too young to be at the age of consent. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why the prosecutor won't pursue it based on what you well, said. This is what I'm calling, just what's going on with this guy to see, you know, just collecting his paycheck, going home, or he doesn't even care about kids, or what's going on? Yeah. All right. So, uh, keep me posted on what happens. I mean, mm-hmm. stay stay persistent, my friends. Seriously. Yeah, the state of Ohio, it's sixteen years old is is the age of consent. So and you, and you might want to uh, you might want to talk to a criminal attorney uh, just to determine if there is a process in Ohio, such as in Pennsylvania, where you can appeal that to the judge. And the judge might overrule the district attorney, but that might be very difficult. Um, if the district attorney is firm on saying, look, there is not enough proof to prove this beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, I'm not sure the judge is going to overrule the district attorney. Plus, in Mahoney County, Rich, there's a number of prosecutors, So, but there is one... The head of the pro- the department prosecution. Make sure you're going to the highest authority. Well, I thought I was when I went to this this attorney down here. Well, maybe consult with somebody from the bar association in the county where you you have the problem, and they'll advise yeah. you accordingly. Just call the bar association and ask to speak uh, with. Uh, good, thank you, thank you. I will do that. Good luck, sir. All right, very All good. good. All right, we got. Um, go, go ahead, ahead. sir, Ron. No, I please. I stand corrected. Next call, Mark. Dan on two. Oh, hi, Ron. Hi, Attorney Beatrice. Attorney uh, Beatrice, Beatrice he's you gone. Recall me. Jim Denny represented me in a class action suit that uh, resulted in Gerard having to take down their original cameras. Dan Modus. Oh, okay. well, Dan. If Dave, if, if Dave Beatrice is listening on the radio, then he might recall you. But he's not in the studio today. Oh, I'm, but, I'm sorry. I thought he was there. That's okay. but anyway. Go ahead with your comments, Dan. Well, yes. Uh, the question here's a question I had uh, regarding it. I'm always interested in this issue. I'm opposed to the cameras. Uh, is the is the limit the speed limit as posted on the sign, or as it what is determined by the, the state? As I understand, in this case, the state changed the speed limit back to uh, the original speed Correct. limit. But the That's sign cor- still said 55. No, the, apparently the contractor left one of the signs up. But needless to say, the, the construction was done in his own. That's an argument that Attorney Mark Dan's going to have to make in a class action lawsuit to say that uh, that it, that uh, these people were cited wrongly because it was a 65 zone legally. Yeah, despite exactly. what the sign said, despite what the sign said, the sign is always the indicator of what the speed limit is because that's what the person operating the motor vehicle reasonably believes is the speed limit. So if it was changed and they have no notice, therein lies your cause of action for the suit. Well, no, that's that's just the opposite. There would be no cause of action for the suit in this sense, or the city of Gerard would have a strong case because they could say the sign is what was posted, even though the speed limit had was supposed to have been up. And wasn't 
The sign might have been the controlling Oh, okay. Oh, so the sign was 55. Well, no, they left one sign up. Yeah, no, but that, I, uh, but, but the that doesn't make... 65, right. Yeah, well, no, the, no, this, no, no, the sign that was left up said 55. And the, the state sign was 55. Right, the state is saying it was no longer a construction zone. It was 65 miles per hour. What Mark, Here, uh, what Mark means by a cause of action, he means the class action. Right, right. right I understand a, the issue of controversy. I'm saying the city uh, wasn't informed that the speed limit was... Uh, return back to the original one either, and the sign still said 55. So what does yeah, that well, leave everybody? That's what the court's going yeah, we'll to decide. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay. You know, that's... Well, one other thing, just uh, you should and, and, that... and one thing for you, Dan, just to remember this, and Mark, sure. I remind people of this, because I think it's important when you're talking about that particular sign, because uh, at one point there was a sign that said long-haired creepy people need not apply, so I tucked <laughs> my hair up under my hat, and I walked inside, and he said, you look like a yeah. fine, upstanding young man. I think you'll do. So I pulled off my hat, and I said, imagine that, me working for you. Mark, Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the signs? <laughs> hey, one, one other thing, Ron. Uh, as I understand yeah. it, the credit agencies aren't accepting any, uh, any of these tickets at all any longer. They were deluged with them, and now they're not taking yeah. any uh, reports on anything that wasn't a contracted deal right that, that's what i that's what i understand too which means basically if you don't pay it and uh and they uh, they happen. up it nothing really happens yeah, yeah. the only the only re, uh resort would be if they want to actually get a bunch of them and haul them all in the court well yeah but you think they're going to the do that yeah the company's not going to do that i don't think do you well, I, don't I don't see know. that happen. yeah I mean, wouldn't you agree, Dan, that this is, I mean, you've been actively involved down there. This is all about money. Wouldn't you agree with that, oh, Dan? Oh, uh, certainly. Certainly. Just the, and, the and, and, and would you would you not agree? I mean, I've never seen a more cocky mayor than you guys got down there no, it, with this guy saying, well, like, you know, he's a victim here, or we don't know, or, or like, you know, they're not responsible for this. The bottom line is the right thing is to refund people their money back because they were improperly cited. It isn't That's Gerard's correct. money. It's their money. But, he said, but, but he's got this cocky-ass attitude like, oh, well, uh, it's not really our fault or whatever. Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I, I mean, is that guy oblivious to everything? Yeah, he's, he's using I, an I, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is it, it is the most bizarre. His explanations are so weird. He almost needs a psychiatrist. All right, <laughs> thanks, well, thanks, thanks for thank your you, thanks, Dan. All right, thanks, Dan. Well, we had we had the lines were burning up. We had calls and they were waiting too long, and everybody dropped off. So well, easy does it. I'll give some phone numbers again. Yeah, How's that sound? Love it. And then I'm going to do another song and see if you can pick up that one. 729-9977. 729-9977. You've got a legal question. Child support, divorce, custody, estates, evictions, auto accidents, medical malpractice, anything when it comes to the law. Pick up the phone. i got lines open right now. 729-9977. 729-9977. We'll get you through the broadcast. The legal show's on till 6 tonight. Brought to you by Beatrice Cop and uh, Harshman. And uh Ron, I don't believe you could stump me on on a, a musical lyric anything before say nineteen ninety one. All right, who did the song? She ain't got no money, her clothes are kind of funny. Do you know the rest of it? Oh, she ain't got no money, her clothes are kind of funny. My love goes where my rose my love grows where my rosemary goes and nobody knows like me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was obscure. Wow. I gave up my, yes, yes, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I, I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, I mean that is that. That's not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to go to the country genre. I was trying to think about. Uh, let's see this. Uh, I was thinking, trying to think of what it was. It was Lukenbach, Texas, but I can't remember the with Whalen lines. and Willie and the boys. Yes, yeah. you know what I, mean? I would have got that. This, this high price society is something you know. So let's maybe let's sell your diamond ring right. and let's whatever. I forget how it goes, Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know what's? A, I think I told you this last time. I like. Uh, I know most of these songs. Like when I hear that, I forget the commercial that has Redbone on it and "Come and Get Your Love." Oh, I remember yeah. when that was a hit song. And the other one, which has the, you remember "Dancing in the Moonlight." Uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Song. Oh yeah. I mean, Clear and natural great. sight. Yes. <laughs> Such a fine and natural sight. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, uh, I did. How about uh, Precious and Few by uh, Sonny Geraci, a local guy. Cleveland guy, absolutely. Absolutely. I, believe, I think he passed away, didn't he? You know, I think he did not too long ago. Time Won't Let Me, The Outsiders, was also a Cleveland group. Yeah, I mean, there were some great classic lyrics uh, back, back and you know in what? the day. Funny you should say that because Chris Bell was just in the studio, and Chris is the son of Boots Bell. And as you know out there listening, Boots was an icon uh, DJ in this, God, I don't know when he started, but I know when I was a kid in the 70s, that's when we listened to AM radio. And Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. AM radio with Boots Bell in the 70s. That's what gave me my love of music. So those mm-hmm. are some fond, fond memories. Oh, isn't that? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to hook up with a friend of mine when you talk about that, folks. I, I, I've got to talk with Dr. Vactor for between 6 and 6.30-ish uh, tonight. And then it, you might not be familiar with it, but there was, as some of you listening remember the years that Art Bell was on overnight on News Radio 570 WQN. It was before George Norrie with the Coast to Coast show. It was hosted by Art Bell. And uh, Art Bell uh, lived in uh, Pahrump, Nevada, okay? And a friend of mine went out to Las Vegas. A good friend of mine actually went out to Las Vegas. And uh, he he uh, sent Art Bell an email about uh, something, and uh, he drove out to Art Bell's house, and uh, Art Bell met him at the driveway and invited him in. <laughs> he said, you know, and it says, I mean, it, I mean, it was it was on. He says it was unreal, you know, just a it was really a nice guy. He just passed away. At was that the super or, the guy that did the supernatural or the yes you know, yes and yes, he, he died did. on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, he was seventy three years old, and he hosted the show and. Uh, uh, to hear my friend tell a story, I mean, it was it was just a heck of an experience, you know, because he uh, he lived basically out in the desert, you know, for pretty far out in the desert. He drove out uh, out there, and uh, he said it was about ten thirty in the morning, and he's uh, park, you know, parks at the end of Art Bell's driveway, and Art Bell comes walking out with a Bloody Mary, <laughs> <laughs> and he says uh, to my friend Jim, he says, "Hey." And my buddy says, "Hey, I'm Jim. I sent you the email." He says, "Oh, how you doing, man?" And you know, come on in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a, it was really a, a, one of those moments where you'd find it hard to imagine. But you know, he visited Art Bell's house and went in and uh, chatted with Art Bell. And Art Bell said, "Well, next year when you're out here for the convention, stop on back over." <laughs> it's really cool when a regular per- person meets a radio personality, and the radio personality turns out to be a pretty cool guy or a pretty cool girl. Yeah. yeah, most yeah, most of them are really mo- most of them are complete jerks. No, most of them are just despicable people. I tell I hate- everybody that Ron Verb, he's a nice guy. You got I'm telling you, most of them are despicable people. I hate them all. <laughs> we have a call here. We've got Mike okay. on line one. We'll go take that. All right, Mike. Hello there. You're on the air. Mike, are you there? Hello. Dave's still talking to him. I think. 
Okay. Oh, well, Dave, Dave, get on with it because, uh, yeah, that is, you, you can now appreciate the pressure that you, uh, have, that you have sitting in that chair of mine. Do you well, see that? Do you want to talk pressure? Yeah. All right. Dave Beatrice is not here. He's uh, attending his son's graduation and Carl Moses just left the studio. So it's me by myself in my chair, in your chair and Dave by himself. Making gestures at me through a, a soundproof glass booth. No, I'm just trying to let you know I'm here. I'm oh, okay. here for you. Oh, and you know, I, I know that. You should see the gestures Dave makes at me through that window. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, he gets, uh, I get a lot of gestures from Dave through that window when I'm on my. Uh... Dave worries about me, though. I got to hand it to that. Dave thinks I'm going to have a heart attack and keel over right in the studio because he knows. Dave, uh, he... Dave is vigor- vigorously nodding in agreement with you. That's why we yes. have a defib machine right down the hall. <laughs> yeah, One of these days, what? I'm going to have to go yank it off the wall, and I just see that day coming. Oh. Yes, I mean, and it's just some days. Some days, it just gets me wound up. You know, I can't. Uh, I I can't uh, tell you. It just. It just really can get to me. But you know, Mark is to, Mark DeVecchio at the firm. Now he does the uh, family law portion. Family law is divorce, child support, custody. Uh, that that kind of stuff, uh, the stuff that most people, if I say the, the stuff that most people's lives are affected by, I think that would be an accurate statement, wouldn't you? Because oh, certainly, uh, certainly. When we, and it's the kind of law that really you don't want to be as a litigant, not as a lawyer, as a litigant. You really nobody hopes to be involved in in domestic relations court or be in a domestic relations courtroom fighting over their their children or their support or their marriage. It is. It's a. It's a really emotional uh, issue. Yeah, and the, and the problem is, it, once you go through something like this, your your privacy is what I want to say. Your privacy is just shot because the court is going to be uh, involved in your life as long as those children are below the age of eighteen. Your your the court is going to be part of your relationship i guess with your kids and your ex-wife right i'll I'll take it a step farther in a divorce action you really don't have any right to privacy anything that you would want to keep private that may be relevant uh to the issues of a division of assets of the payment of support of the custody or companionship of children there is no right to privacy because there has to be full disclosure during these type cases. Right. And one thing's for certain, once there's a divorce, everybody's lifestyle is going to change because now there's two households and it's just everybody's finances is going to change. Well, I certainly hope I I, I didn't offend Moses that he walked out on this show. My God. I I think you said something and I guess we'll have to find out next week. There you go. Thank you, Attorney DeVecchio. Thanks, Ron. All right. One of the great guys, seriously, in the legal business. Great all-around human being. That's attorney Mark DeVecchio. The Legal Show brought to you by Beatrice Kopp and Harshman. Stay tuned. Dr. Vector coming up.